is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. You could not write a script like this. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another episode of uh, FUVFC. I'm Michael Hernandez alongside Nick Guzman and Gino Alva. Guys, how are we doing? I'm doing great. It's been a, a big week in the world of soccer. We saw the 7-0 drubbing of Manchester United last weekend. Champions League games this week. Chelsea Dorman game was good. The other games, a little under underwhelmed by, but still some big storylines to talk through and a lot to a lot to get into. Yeah, definitely European football was definitely on par when it's performances. But yeah, for me personally, that seven 0 thrashing of Manchester United was not good. It's not a good week for me. Yeah, I mean it definitely has been a, a, an interesting seven days of football. And that's uh, one. Yeah, that is one. And uh, we're gonna start off uh, with the big game in the Premier League over the weekend, which was. Uh, Liverpool versus Man United. Obviously, Liverpool have been having an off season. United having one of their best recent seasons. Looks like they're on the up, and they go to Anfield, where they get absolutely demolished, seven nothing. Their worst defeat in a long time, and their worst result ever against Liverpool at Anfield. I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I am very happy with the result. Obviously. Um, but I'm going to ask you, Nick, since you're impartial as a Chelsea fan, what, what was your take on the game? For how structured Manchester United have looked under Eric Ten Hag, this kind of game has happened a couple times. There was the 6-3 to Man City, there was the 4-0 to Brentford, now the 7-0 to Liverpool. So it seems like this team is capable of just totally capitulating at some points. Players who we thought were super solid and have been super solid, whether it's Casemiro... Bruno Fernandez or in defense, Lissandro Martinez. None of them showed up. None of them showed up at all at Anfield. And it didn't look like a team. It looked like a group of individuals who, after that third or fourth goal went in, just sort of gave up. And, you know, you can say it's just another defeat. It's, th it's just another three points lost, and you just kind of move on and go to the next week. No, that's not really how it works. That A 7-0 drubbing like that to your arch rivals sends a message and it's a lot more than just three points. You know, for Liverpool, this is something that could propel them, you know, back strongly into the top four race and into those Champions League positions. And for Manchester United, if you're not careful, um, this is the kind of result that could sort of derail what's been a, a solid progress so far this year. They've won the Carabao Cup over Newcastle. They've got some silverware on their, on their plate so far. But for Manchester United, that can't happen. You can't go to Anfield with... A strong 11 and and just play like a group of individuals who don't have any sort of cohesion, despite what you've tried to build over these last few months under Eric Ten Hag. It was really a disgraceful performance in a lot of in a lot of ways. 
because, you know, whether it's Bruno Fernandez giving that little shove to the referee, it just seemed like United weren't ready for the game, and Liverpool fully took advantage. But full credit to Liverpool, because that was an incredible performance. Cody Gakpo was great. Nunez, got, Nunez a guy who's caught so much flack this year, banged in two goals. Even Roberto, Roberto Firmino, who's, who's moving on at the end of the year, got that last goal. Mm-hmm. And you could tell how much it meant to Liverpool and what's been a, a super difficult season for them. And, you know, they've brought in, they've brought in attacking players, but the defense just hasn't looked, you know, the way it has in recent years. But to get this kind of result over Manchester United, it sort of makes you forget some of the hardships of the last couple of months for the Reds. Well, Gino, I definitely want to hear your perspective since you are, as we all know, the resident United fan. What was your instant reaction to this just embarrassment of a scoreline it was embarrassing it was so it was embarrassing I mean I was watching the game obviously the first half I thought man you had a chance you know the first goal that they gave to Liverpool was all right it's all right you know you know you can score the goal that's fine but I really was confident that they were going to go in you know at least a 2-1 win because you know they were coming off a hot streak they just won the Carabao Cup and they had they defeated Liverpool early in the season with all the problems still having you know but that was all Trafford um but yeah, I wasn't confident. I mean, Anfield's just you can't win at Anfield, but just them going at you know performing like what they did. All the players was terrible. Casemiro was probably you know the player that I I saw. He was just a ghost on the on the, on the pitch. And I mean, I'm just it's it's one of those scores where like it's laughable. You know, you can't like even be like mad about it because I was like every goal just kept going in and in and in. And the thing is, all the front three got two goals each: Salah, Nunez, and. Uh, uh, Cody Gagbo, so he's not double oh seven anymore. He's not double oh seven. He was almost double oh seven, but, he, but he scored the goal against Everton, which which uh, uh, which ended yeah, that ended that whole debacle. But yeah, I mean, talk about the defensive partnership of uh, Lissandro Martinez and Rafa Ron. I mean, Lissandro just had a bad day. I mean, he just got cooked. The third goal he was just got cooked amazing from Salah. I mean, yeah. But looking at the Liverpool perspective, I think it was a huge confidence boost because obviously what Nick was saying, they were having a difficult season you know I was telling I think Michael throughout the whole entire season that is it time for Jurgen to go it's his seventh season seven there goes that number again yeah it's, um, a, it's a lucky number seven these days you know a, a week ago they were defeated by Real Madrid at Anfield and now they're going into Santiago Bernabeu with this kind of confidence with this team their front three is on form right now I think you know they're on the rate they're you know battling to get top four now so it's definitely going to be a huge second half of the season for Liverpool. These last, actually, couple of months left. Um, but, you know, what can you say about this game? It was just terrible for Man U. I mean, it, it, was, just, it was so laughable. You know, it's, it's games like these where I, I'm just like, how? With, with all the wins they've had so far with the new manager and with this Carabao Cup. Well, the Carabao Cup win was like a week ago. And now it's overshadowed by this. It was like seven days ago, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's seven crazy. days ago. <laughs> you would think going into this game, just based on the form of the two sides, that if you were to pick a side that won seven nil, you would think maybe Liverpool just totally capitulated at home. Yeah, and United yeah. just kept their form it's, going. It's something about Liverpool versus Man United. Whether it's Old Trafford and Anfield, Liverpool always dominates for some reason because no one, no one's going to remember that's who won win against uh, no. Manchester United this no. season. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember this one, the four nil, the, the yeah. four nil last the five season. Nil. Ronaldo five nil. was there. And all the player, all the players, and, and all the, I mean, sorry, all the people on Twitter were just saying, you know, Ronaldo, you know, seven zero, seven zero, but yeah, it's just one of those games where we're, we're going to remember for 
for a long time, definitely. Yeah, I mean, th- this is bad for a United fan. Because it's the worst Premier League defeat in, in yeah. their history. Yeah. Now, now, if I ask you this, what's United's most famous number? It's seven because of Ronaldo and all the people who have worn that. So now this is like a bit of a stain on that. But yeah, a truly yeah. a, it's a, like, a it's bad, like It's bad the numbers. Game. Yeah, it's like yeah. Arsenal. Remember fourth place? We would always make fun of Arsenal because it was always four. They would yeah. always be fourth place. I miss those days. So it's going to be stuck with seven, Ronaldo, yeah. seven, Manny, seven. I'm even wearing a now. seven on the back of my shirt He's wearing right a James now. Milner seven shirt. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely do miss the Arsenal fourth place days with Arne Sewanger, But But yeah, so, so so going back to Liverpool, obviously they are now fifth in the in the Premier League. Three points behind Tottenham with a game in hand. I do, I do want to say, I thought the title race for the Prem for Man U ended against Liverpool. I thought it was over it's going to be difficult for It didn't them. even, I mean... It was kind of... Po- there were two games, you know, behind, obviously, because they had to play the final. And on, mean, on the way they were playing, they were on form. They were winning games, but I just think it's kind of over. So they got to focus on Europa League and the FA Cup for now. I think it ended a couple of weeks ago. Like, like, I remember, like, there was a span where, like, United fans were like, oh, we can actually do it, but then they drew to Palace, I believe. Right. And then they lost. But Arsenal played... Uh, Bournemouth, and they were losing 2-0. Yeah, but they won. But they won. So that kind of, like, killed the Man U's dreams, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, it was a distant long shot, but this has firmly put it to rest. Uh, United are still third, 49 points, four ahead of Tottenham with a game in hand. So I wouldn't start to worry about losing top four. And even if you do lose top four, you still can win the Europa League and get in that way. So I think think we will definitely see United in the Champions League next year. But what I'm curious to see is how will they respond— to that because uh, they're going to play in around an hour and a half in the Europa League playoff. How will they respond and how will they react after a 7 nothing defeat to their biggest rivals? Like how much of an impact will that have, if any? Like it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they bounce back because is this a team that, you know, once they have a defeating loss, do they just go off the rails or are they going to be able to pick themselves back up? And I think that's going to be very interesting to see today as they face Real yep. Betsy's yep. at home at Old Trafford. First leg. Oh, it's at home. Oh, around 16. Okay. So I think they respond positively. I, I you know, for all for the seven nil and what happened against Brentford and, and the six three to Man City, I still like Eric Ten Hag as a manager. Oh, yeah, and I of think course. that he has, you know, set this team up in a way that those kinds of results I don't think I don't think this is gonna spiral Manchester United. I think it could very easily, but I think hopefully the players in that in that dressing room realize the gravity of that defeat and just how important it is to go back in front of your home fans today and show that we're still on an upward trajectory back to where we want to be. This isn't going to knock us down and send us back into into oblivion, into the dark days. Because for United fans, you really you would think that just based on what you've seen this season, just the trajectory is going up and up and up a little bit. You win the Carabao Cup, things are looking good, and then this 7-0 defeat just kind of just throws that out the window a little bit. But I don't think it should, and I don't think it will. I think United will bounce back today. But... Seven nils just can't happen against your arch rivals, and especially this season, Liverpool di- was having a difficult it's, season. It's yeah. not like Liverpool are, are bossing the Prem this year, yeah. and are like, it's not like it's 2019, 2020, where they were or just last so year. far. Or, yeah. yeah, they were just so far ahead of everyone. This is a Liverpool team that has had so many problems this year. I mean, we saw the Real Madrid game and how open they were, and how bad Joe Gomez was, and and just how poor they've looked for long stretches this season and the poor results that have come you know from that. So for United that's it, it's just an awful awful result, but I think 
today, it's, it's not a Prem game. It's a Europa League game, but you want to win this Europa League. Real Betis are a good side, not a great side. It's just a great opportunity for, for United to sort of springboard themselves back up in, in this Premier League season and in this Europa League season where they can finish strong and maybe bring home some more silverware because that kind of result can really mess things up for you, but I think Aaron Tech, Eric Tenhawk has enough of a grip just based on his you know, post-game comments and what, the things he was saying. He was like, this is unacceptable. We can't do this. And I think I, I think I trust him to get the wheels back the wheels I, back on. Yeah, I think I said before the start of the season, I said, man, you're only going to win the Prem in the next maybe two seasons. But I thought I, I was really thinking, I was like, you know, their objective should be win the League Cup, which they did, win the FA Cup and win the Europa League. For me, that's a successful season. Now this now, now they have just, just to fight for a top four at least because, you know, if because for some reason they went at home. That's great. They great performances at home. All the players are good. It's the away games where they're struggling. Crystal Palace, they they got scored on the last minute. City. City, Arsenal. Liverpool. So it's they have to start working on the away games. I don't know what's what's going on with the away games, but uh, I'm confident Ayrton Hogg, hopefully they win today and they can, you know, score more goals in the second leg and hopefully reach another Europa League final. But uh, there's Arsenal's also in the Europa League. They're, they're winning. Doing, a, Arsenal's just, right yeah, now. Arsenal just scored, so they're winning. Matt Turner's playing goalkeeper. Is he? I think he is. Oh, shout out. Excellent. So, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So yeah. I actually I just want to say what did you say your uh, uh, the coach's name was? Eric what? Eric Ten Hag. 7, bro. It's not 10. That's yeah. the fourth 7. I'm, I I I'm got three, I got three more to go. Okay, Calm I'm keeping tracking. It's just it's great banter. Yeah, it's it is great. great banter. Yeah, I mean, look, as a Liverpool fan, this season has been a lot of well, a few ups and a lot of downs. Mm-hmm. I would like to enjoy this up before we get knocked out of the Champions League because they're <laughs> oh, come on three a, th- a three goal deficit you, at the Bernabeu. You never know. Chelsea did, Chelsea scored three goals last season. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. never know. Sorry yeah. I don't know. I mean it, it depends. Yeah, and Real Madrid I, I, scored I, what? They scored four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you never know. You never know football. Um, but I'm pretty sure Diaz is coming back for Liverpool. I believe he he? he may make it to the bench against Bournemouth this weekend. Sporting just tied actually. Are you kidding me? Sporting CP. Anyway, um, I, I was watching the Roma. So game. Matt Turner, you know, just got scored. So Matt Turner was not doing a good job. That's a shame. But um, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so Diaz will be back on the bench apparently for Bournemouth, and it's gonna be he may not play, just be on the bench, and then hopefully he'll be good to go for the unite uh United for the Madrid match. But I mean. That's next week. We'll deal with that in a bit. Uh, but uh, as we talk about the Champions League, we're going to move on to this week's slate of European football that happened. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about is Nick's team, Chelsea against Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund had the 1-0 mm-hmm. advantage going into Stamford Bridge. And before the game even started, and when the game started because of, of the delayed kickoff, did you guys see the fact that the pitch was yellow? Yes. That was awesome. That was, yeah, that was I, so I loved cool. that. I was like, wow, this is like impressive. Ironic, but awesome. It, it was impressive that they were able to sneak in all those, you know, flares past Stanford Bridge security, but we'll move past that. Chelsea finally get a consecutive run of wins. Wow. And uh, yeah, a nice little 2 0 win to move on to the quarterfinals. Nick, as a Chelsea fan, go for it. I was very pleased with the performance. This, the atmosphere at Stanford Bridge looked great, it looked incredible. And I didn't think we played that bad in the first leg against Dortmund. We just couldn't find a goal, which is what we've been saying about Chelsea for two to three years now. But 
against Dortmund, you know, Chelsea in the second leg, they get that Sterling goal. You did a terrible miss hit, but it bounced back. We did a great job to finish goal. it. Goal's a goal. The finish was spectacular when it finally got into the net. So that made it 1-1. And then in the second half, there was that Havertz penalty that had to be retaken. You know, to me, even as a Chelsea fan, I don't know what you guys think, but when guys can, like, do those, like, stutters in their run-up to del- like, and and to be able to still call encroachment on that kind of play where, you know, it was Dorman players in the box, but Chelsea players were in front of them in the box. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't think it – I feel like that, that kind of thing happens all the time where a player will be one step in the box just because of the nature of penalty run-ups these days, whether it's Bruno Fernandez or whoever it is, taking a hop or taking a – uh, you know, a stutter step. You need to be right on the edge of the box because you need to be there to clear the rebound. If not, Kai Havertz is just going to get it back and put it right in. So I think that was a tough break for Dorman, but Havertz did well, you know, shooting to almost the same spot on his second attempt to make it 2-0. This is a huge win for Chelsea because, you know, Grand Potter, for the most part, it's been an awful sort of start to his his tenure as manager. But being in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, that's a big thing. You know, you got the win against Leeds, too, who who are still, you know, in the bottom of the prem. But to now be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, you know, this is a Chelsea team that, you know, 20, 21, 22, or 20, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. won the Champions League. And that was a year that they weren't really doing that great in the prem. I believe they finished fourth. And it's a lot better than this year. It's a lot better than this year. But, you know, if the th- right things start to fall into place, Chelsea's defense is one of their strong suits and in, in knockout football that's what you need it's just a matter of scoring goals and they've brought in the players that can do that it's just whether or not they 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 actually physically can score in a Chelsea shirt I think this result was it was a, a great one to sort of move the needle back in the right direction now it's two wins in a row the Leicester on Saturday at I don't Stanford think, Bridge or at the King Power Leicester at King Power okay I don't think Chelsea have what it takes at all to win the Champions League, especially when you consider Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, teams of that nature, who are just a whole step above Chelsea right now. But getting a win in a Champions League atmosphere at home when you were down, coming into the tie. In the knockouts. In the knockouts. Things have not been going well. That's a big, big win for Grand Potter. That's the kind of win that can that can push Chelsea onwards in this season. And, you know, right now they sit 10th in the Prem. Not great at all, but you get a little Champions League going, Champions League run going here, and the narrative changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge, huge win for Chelsea, and you know, quarterfinals of the Champions League—that's a good place to be, no matter no matter where you are. Of course, you'd like to be higher up in the league table, but quarterfinals of the Champions League—I think most clubs in England would would take that. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, some teams are are probably not even going to make it, like mine, yeah. or some Spurs teams, got knocked out. Some teams are even in the Europa League. Yeah. I thought it was a great performance by Chelsea. It, yeah. <laughs> it was a really great <laughs> performance. But they were so unlucky throughout the whole entire 90 minutes. They were so unlucky. Talking about the post, talking about not yeah. getting you know their shots They were in. also unlucky in the first leg as well. Yeah, but like this one, yeah. the, they were so unlucky. But the thing is, like they stayed calm, which was important because it was the second leg. And you know they eventually got their goals. And I thought Jao Felix was so good on the crosses. He was. He was amazing. He was spraying he was so amazing. Ball, I think yeah. he kind of changed like the the – the environment at Chelsea because obviously when he started he got the red card and you know that was a little you know uh controversial but I thought Joe Fields was just amazing uh against Dortmund and 
you see those two crosses to Raheem Sterling? I mean, yeah. that was just incredible. I thought he had the ball on a string. He he was yeah, he played he, really really like well I said, for all the the clown he's gotten yeah. for getting that red card and missing yeah. three games. He's he's quality. Unlucky, unlucky Chelsea, you know, against Dortmund, but they got the job done, and now they're in the quarterfinals. Huge, so hopefully they get a good opponent uh, to play uh, in London. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, you know, I just want to talk about um, uh, Dortmund for just one quick second before we move on. You know, Jude Bellingham, obviously a world-renowned player. You know, where is he going to go after this After this exit? I there's mean, There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors. You know, he could join Liverpool, but it's going to be a hefty fee, at least seven figures, maybe $70 yeah, there million. Was, dollars. There were some rumors where... Uh, some Madrid, real Madrid personnel, invited uh, Jude Bellingham's father to yep. Madrid. So he was at Madrid. I'm Jude Bellingham's mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. They were just talking. So, yeah, I mean, Jude Bellingham's obviously a world class player. Definitely, it was a battle between Liverpool or Madrid. So hopefully, it's Madrid. So well, I, I, mean, I wouldn't say that, but but the point of that was, you know, it's going to be a hefty figure, at least in the seven figures. Seven figures. Seven. There we go. It's clicking. There it is. I also want to point out, this is a this was a hot, hot Borussia Dortmund team. This, yeah, that Chelsea, had they not had lost not, a game. Yeah. Had not lost a game since 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 the restart, since the new year. Since last year. Yeah. And they've they're tied for first place in the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. which I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to because everybody just kind of assumes it's, Dortmund yeah. is going to fade away eventually. Bundesliga is actually really interesting this yeah. year. Dortmund so, have Dortmund been winning yeah. every single game they've been playing. Julian Brandt. I think that's a big reason why Dorman lost this game. Julian Brandt got injured early, had Seven to be replaced in. by Gio Reyna. I love Gio Reyna, but Julian Brandt's been playing world-class soccer recently, and he's in the form of, form of his life. So for him to have to exit the game early was a big Seven blow for Dorman. Right, yeah, yeah, it was very early. And this, is a, this was a hot Dorman team that's been competing with Bayern Munich all season long yeah. at the top of the Bundesliga, and Chelsea Seven put in a performance in. like that coming from behind to win. That's a big, big win. You know, Dortmund, people... Give the Bundesliga flag, but they've been—they're challenging for that title against a really, really good team. So Chelsea should be proud of themselves for this performance. And and for Dortmund, you just have to hope that this doesn't throw off what because they've been absolutely cooking in the Bundesliga. It's a huge boost for Chelsea. I'm really happy for Chelsea. That what? I can't be happy. No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. I have to um, be happy for some team, you know. Be happy for my team. I'm not happy. Okay. Um, so the other match that was played that day was Benfica against Club Brugge. Uh, Benfica thrashed them 5-1 to go ahead 7-1 on aggregate. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really quite watch this game. I was looking at the Chelsea Dortmund uh, on my TV. Um, one thing to note is Scott Parker is no longer the head coach of Brugge. So that is the second time he's been fired. Yeah, that was really that was shocking. Yeah, that is the second time so he's been shocking. fired this year because he was fired from Bournemouth. In the prem earlier on, after yeah. the nine nil uh, that yeah. Liverpool beat them by, and then he got fired by Brugge uh, a few days ago. So. One thing I want to say about this game, I think uh, since the World Cup, since Fernando Santos started uh, Ramos in the World Cup, he's been on form. Mm-hmm. He banged two goals, two goals yeah. and assist. Great game for him. But yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I didn't watch the game either. No, no offense uh, to those two teams, but uh, I just, I just, I think whoever. If one of the big teams draws Benfica in the quarterfinals, I think the easy thing to say is like, it's Benfica. It's Benfica. That's yeah. a good draw. It's a really good Benfica team. Yeah. yeah. Who's first place in the Premier League? Who thrashed Club Brugge, and they've got good players in there. If you look last season too. Yeah. Defeated like, Barcelona. So it's definitely whoever draws them in the quarterfinals is not going to get a free walk to the to yeah. the semis. Yeah. But uh, going on to yesterday's matches. Um, the big one. Well, actually, I'm going to save the best till last. So okay. we're going to talk about Tottenham first. Tottenham against Milan. Yeah. Um, Milan 
Uh, they actually drew the game, nil-nil, but because of Milan's 1-0 victory at the San Siro, uh, Milan advanced to the quarterfinals of the Champions League for the first time in a while, if I'm not mistaken. 2012. Yeah, it's been a long it's been time. 11 years. Yeah. Uh, and as for Tottenham, another another year without a trophy. I mean, it <laughs> it really is the history of the Tottenham, as, as a great defender once said. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't really know what to say for this one. I, mean, I really didn't watch the match because I was focusing on the Bayern yeah. match, obviously. But from what I was seeing on Twitter, it was a really boring match. It was nail-nail until the 90th minute, then the last five Don't minutes, forget there was a red card. A very a card. foolish tackle, by yeah. the way. It was really stupid. I mean, I don't know but what he's The last thinking, five but... minutes of the game was just insane. It was crazy. I mean, I don't understand why Tottenham Hotspur can't score goals. Like, it's the history they of have Tottenham. A, Great striker with Kane, and I mean Son's not been as as great as yeah. he's been, you know, this season. But that they were in the same situation that Chelsea were in against Dortmund. Chelsea found those two goals. Tottenham couldn't find goals, and it's a game where I watched a little bit. They weren't really creating anything, you know, for a team that needed a goal, that needed two goals to win and one goal to to draw. They really didn't create very much at all. And, you know, this is just popping up on Google. Tottenham Hotspur have failed to win any of the last five Champions League knockout matches since their 3-2 win over Ajax in May 2019, the comeback Lucas Moore game. Wow. Since then, they have not. That's one draw and four losses. They have not. Wait, hold on. So so that was 18-19. So they lost to Liverpool in the final. Yeah. The 19-20 season, Leipzig, so they lost and drew? Or I'm uh, going off I'm, Google. One what, draw, three. No, I, I, I'm yeah. trying to think of like because in the 1920 season they faced Leipzig, they got knocked out. 2021 Europa League, last year they were in conference the conference league. and they got knocked out even before the the knockouts because of the COVID thing. So yeah, it's that basic, is unlucky. It's basic Spurs history. Yeah, classic Spurs. Really, nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I mean for Milan though, that's a great. When's the last time they've been in the quarterfinals? 2012. The 2012. That was 2012. a long time ago. That was when I think Milan went to Old Trafford with the David Beckham. Yeah, and, correct. And can you tell me, uh, fun fact, who's the only current squad member in that AC Milan team who was there the last time that they qualified? I couldn't tell you. I can't tell you. Zlatan. Really? I believe so, yeah. Was that... he not on PSG by that point? I don't think no, so. I think he went to 23. I think he joined PSG you, you, in 2013. probably right. Yeah, so so that shows you how, how old he is, and but also how long of a wait it's been for the seven times I do, Champions League I do winners. want to talk about Conte, The seven-time winners. Because Conte... Uh, all everybody was just talking about Conte and his remarks during the press conferences. He basically said that uh, you know it's ov- obviously a tough defeat to get eliminated, but he, he was even getting booed at halftime, I believe. But like, did, you, did you hear the roar of the crowd when you know it was full time whistle? It was just insane. They were just booing the whole entire team. But I think Conte is going to leave. Richarlison said some really aggressive stuff about. We can't say Conte. that on here, I can't unfortunately. Say it, but it was. I mean, you shocking. could. We would just have to. Uh, just cut it out, and that'd be a pain for no, a producer. You can't for, for me, I'm I'm like grateful because last season when Ole got sacked, everybody wanted Conte. Yeah, actually, I, I remember that. I, I remember a, a lot of people relieved, wanted him. But yeah. you know, it's the history of the Spurs. You're very happy with with Eric uh, Seven Hog. It's yeah. the history of the Tottenham Hotspur. I feel like he would. There's something about Tottenham that just makes everybody fun be fact. Awful. Jose Mourinho has won at every club. Except He's won a trophy like, except Tottenham. He literally left, joined Roma, and then in that first year won the Antonio European Conte Conference wins league. everywhere yeah. except Tottenham. Like I, I It's the history it's of the, the Tottenham. It is. It's the history of the Tottenham. There's so, yeah. They, like win a League Cup 
at least or FA Cup. I mean, and nah. then and, and then they were close. In they the get, Carabao, they made the finals, they but, fired, you know, but they, they lost. Fired, against, um, yeah. They fired Jose before the final. Yeah, yeah. and I, Ryan I Mason had to take charge. And it's the history of the Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, it. it you can't say I understand else. you don't give Jose a chance to win I, that. I want. I, I want to feel a bit bad. The documentary was just like so good. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. All or nothing. They're. I believe they're actually doing another season on the German national team because that was filmed during the World Cup. All their I'm money. Not sure. All the money went to a great stadium. To have yeah. no. They're, they're even doing um. Uh, apparently they're building like an F1 track in the ba- in the um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They, they they announced like a 15 year deal for like something. I don't know exactly what, but there will be some F1 elements in Tottenham Hotspur. After, after the game, I like saw the camera shots of the crowd, and they just you see a lot of kids wearing Tottenham beanies, and I just feel so bad for those kids. It's Sorry. a lifetime it's, of pain and suffering. Yeah, like the Yankees. I mean, at least the Yankees have won something, but this isn't nosebleeds. We're not going to go there. Um, so the final uh, Champions League game was, of course, the marquee matchup this week. PSG against Bayern, a rematch of the 2020, 2020 final. final. Yep, had to had to make sure I was saying the right year, uh, where PSG uh, lost one nothing. But in this one, uh, once again, PSG, this just isn't their competition at all. A 2-0 defeat yeah. to be knocked out 3-0 on aggregate and to crash out of the Champions League in the round of 16 for the final for the past Five years, if I'm not mistaken, because this year, last year, yep. year before that, I believe it's been for the past five years. They've Since been Mbappe joined, yeah. he's played Madrid twice. He's played Bayern, I think, twice. Man U once, and City once, and they were oh, all. Wait, in oh wait, oh wait, yeah, I'm completely sorry. For the past five years, apart from the one year that they went to the final. No, I'm just saying. Actually, like, no, no, I'm including the the final. I'm just I, saying the last five I don't years. Even know what they, I'm saying. you know, the point is that they crashed out again. Yeah, like for a team that has. Those players, of course, yeah. Mbappe and Messi, you should advance. But I had a little. I thought PSG had a chance to at least score at least two goals in the Allianz Arena because once Mbappe came on the first leg, it just changed that the was whole entire yeah, yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, you know, before this match that obviously Neymar injured for the rest of the season. Messi and Mbappe were starting together. Something might happen. They might create more chances, and it just it didn't happen. It was just shock. It was just a shock to see, you know, how PSG were playing. I mean, we talk, obviously the main moment was the Vidinha miss, missing the open, uh, you know, he didn't score the goal. Oh, the open. clearance. The clearance, yeah, yeah, from the leg, sorry. It was a good clearance. It was a good clearance, yeah. but it just sums up the night for PSG. They just couldn't get a goal, and Mbappe was, you know, I think Bayern were defending really, really hard on Mbappe. It was just a really good match from Bayern, and... I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's it's the same thing every year. PSG are always out. It's a team of individuals. It's not a team. They can't, you know, get past. Uh, they always get to the round 16. They always get eliminated in the round 16, whether it's a big team or a small team. It's just, you know, I, I don't see PSG winning a Champions League in the near future. I mean, this season is going to be definitely, you know, the end of the season is going to be definitely a uh, a shock. I mean, maybe Mbappe might go to Real Madrid for for all we know. Finally, yeah. Messi well, might come. Messi's out of contract right now. From the, Messi might he? either go back to Argentina or make the shock move to Inter Miami. Miami. So American football, is gonna, American soccer is going to get insane if Messi comes. Neymar is injured for the rest of the season. Yep. Celebrating with his sister's birthday. And, you know, Bayern is so strong. I mean, what can you talk about? PSG have to figure out what the higher ups at PSG have to figure out what they value as a club. Do you value having Big names, having Kylian Mbappe, Lionel Messi, Neymar, and being that club who's a super team of sorts but maybe can't put it together on the field? Or do you value 
winning trophies and winning mm-hmm. continental titles. Because as much as I, I love Lionel Messi more than anybody, but the way this current team is set up and the lack of midfield that's there, you know, that Ruiz, Verratti, Vitina midfield was absolutely no match for Goretzka and Kimmich in the Bayern midfield. It, I don't think PSG can win anything important with the name with the Neymar and Mbappe, Messi, with just the way they set up now, where there's a, an absent midfield, you kind of just give it to Messi and Mbappe and hope they do something. That's not going to win titles. That's not going to move the needle in any way. I don't like watching PSG because they should be so much more fun to watch than they than they are. Yet mm-hmm. they're they're really not. There's 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 always something missing. It doesn't seem like Messi ever plays like the way like at the World Cup. That was that was Messi in his purest form. That was every single game the ball was at his feet. You know something was going to happen. That's because Argentina set up in a way that they had a very strong midfield. Whether it was Enzo Fernandez and there or whoever, just to to stop, just to match up against the other team's midfield and give Messi a chance to to do what he does best. In this game, he was dropping so deep to get the ball and try to create something because Ruiz, Verratti, and Vitina couldn't create something themselves. So when Messi drops that deep, then it's just Mbappe forward, and Mbappe can't do it all himself, especially not against a team like Bayern Munich. So for PSG, I think they have to, if they really want to win the Champions League, they have to say goodbye to this this Messi era, the experiment that it hasn't worked. You know, for, you know, Messi, he won the thing that he really wanted to win, which is the World Cup. Which is the World Cup. And I feel like at this point, he's just kind of cruising along. And, you know, like, good for him. That's totally okay. He's he's earned that. He's, in my opinion, the greatest player, at least of our generation, probably the greatest of all time. Yeah. He earned that by winning the World Cup. But I feel like at this point, PSG and Messi, the two entities don't really have the same end goals in mind. And, like, the way PSG have set up their team with Messi, they're never going to win anything important. And I don't... It's taken them this long to see it. Sure, it's probably it's fun when you beat a league one team six 0 and Messi scores two and Neymar scores three, and Mbappe gets a goal and it's all fun and games. And then you go play Bayern and you just can't at all replicate any of that because it's Bayern Munich and you shouldn't be able to. A midfield three of Ruiz, Verratti, Vitinha can hold up in Ligue 1 it, it, against Bayern Munich and against Goretzka and Kimmich and Müller and Musiala. It's just not the same. And I think PSG have to find have to sort of say goodbye to this i like the word experiment michael it's been an experiment and it's been one that hasn't it hasn't gone well yeah i mean obviously you know what i think their mindset was like oh if we bring these superstars it'll be easy but you know the issue is i just don't think that team was balanced that was the problem with pochettino pochettino wanted to at least you know put messi on the bench but the president didn't want that you're not gonna bench Messi. the president didn't want that he wanted messi to start manager knows what he's doing with his players he knows the team so if you can't, you know, have all the the power to like, you know, put what players to put on starting eleven, you know, how are you gonna, you know, yeah. get past a Real Madrid? You know, they they were playing really good last season against Madrid in the first like Mbappe scored a last minute goal, but they were controlling the game. Second half they go in, and then you know, obviously what happened. But we all know what happened. It's just you know, I think the end of the season either Messi he won the World Cup. That's all he wanted. What more do you want? You know, does he want a a World Cup Champions League same season? You know. Didn't happen. It would have been nice. It would have been nice, but well, I don't think happen. he was dying for it. He wasn't. No, no. Yeah, he he got what he wanted. He's accomplished you know, he's everything done. he's wanted to yeah, accomplish. Let's be clear done. on that. Yeah, he's done with you know his career. So either he goes back to Barcelona like that. No, I'm just saying like I know what he's trophies. 
But either go back to Barcelona and then retire there where you played all of your career or go to Miami. I'm not if he goes to Inter Miami, that MLS pass is going to skyrocket in price. So you might want to get it now. Bappe is going to go to Madrid. Uh, I think it's going to go to Madrid. It's a matter of if, not what. Sorry, when, not if. Well, see the end of the season. We'll see what yeah. happens. But um yeah, actually so um obviously next week is the second leg of the other round of 16 ties. On Tuesday it is Porto and Inter uh with um Inter with a narrow 1-0 aggregate and uh, Man City against Leipzig in I think a scoreline no one would have predicted a 1-1 and then Wednesday uh, Napoli against Eintracht Frankfurt Napoli with a 2-0 advantage and playing at home and then the final match is also on Wednesday it is Real Madrid against Liverpool Real Madrid have a 5-2 aggregate lead against the the Reds at the Bernabeu Uh, predictions for next week Uh, for Porto and Inter We'll start with Porto and Inter. I think. I think I think Inter take it. I think they. I think you know Porto had that red card in the first game. Lukaku with the late goal. Porto are a good side, but I think. I think Inter will have enough to to sort of push it. Over the edge in that in that away leg, it's definitely going to be close, but and of of all the, of all the games. You know, in this sort of second slate of matches, I think this is the one that's 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 closest and could go either way the most. I think City are are gonna take care of business against Leipzig. I think Napoli have proved themselves all year in mm-hmm. Syria and they're gonna do the How same. How far are they ahead in Syria? Like what, thirteen, sixteen it's, points? It's a large amount of points. It's I, a joke. At this point, just call it. But and then and then the other game, I just think the inter inter porto is gonna be the closest game. I think it's the one that could go either way. I, I still like Inter to take care of business on the road. It's going to be a tough one. I'd say maybe 1-0 Inter or 1-1, and they just squeak through based on that late Lukaku goal in the first leg. I'm going to say it's 2-1 Inter. All right. I, I think Inter will advance as well. Uh, I'm not going to give a scoreline because I'm horrible at that. Uh, as much as I want to see City lose, because I feel like that's what we all want as non-City fans, um, fans. I think they're just too much at, at the moment. I mean, it, it depends what... As much as I'd love to see Leipzig pull the upset, I just don't think it, it'll happen. But I wouldn't complain if that happened. And then for I mean, what they're out, they're at the empty hut, so maybe. Exactly, and then we have um, Napoli against Frankfurt. I mean, Napoli, as Nick said, fifteen points clear. Fifteen points clear. I mean, we are in March, and they're fifteen points clear. It it's a joke what they're doing t- to Syria. Right, Twenty-one wins, two draws, two losses. Insane. Yeah, that fifty-eight is... goals, fifty-eight Score. goals for Whew. sixteen against. I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say a score, a score line, but Napoli is definitely going. I mean, if you saw Cavadascalia, just the is, way is that how you pronounce his last name? Um, I think that's Cavadascalia. Yeah, that's how you say it. What you said? Cavadascalia. I mean, the touch, the twirl, the spin, the yeah. back pass, goal. I think that sums up you know that leg. So yeah. Napoli's going through. Uh, for Real Madrid and Liverpool, I really don't know. I really don't know. It's gonna be hard because Liverpool is on form right now. They could do some You surprises. cannot. Nah, no. I, don't I never know. You know, you know. I don't think no. it's hard at all. I they think can score a goal. Yeah, and then it's 5 3. W- what am I going to do with that? I think Liverpool's going to tie the aggregate, and then Real Madrid are going to do like their basic. Like a Chelsea know. last season. Yeah. No shot that. Ha- There's no way that Liverpool score three goals before. You can't Ma- say no way to Madrid. No. Th- <laughs> can't say no way. Look, I, I think. I appreciate you trying to make me feel no, better, no, no, but I'm that's no, not going to happen. I'm being honest. Like last season, nobody thought. Benzema first leg, hat trick. 
second leg, they come in and they score three goals. Uh, I, it's possible. I, I mean, I, I guess the possible. one thing that they have going for them is that they literally have nothing to lose because it's like the odds are so. The front three: Nunez, Salah, and uh, Cody Gakpo. If and, they play and, well, they can score some goals. Jota is on the bench, back and somewhat fully fit. Diaz might be able to produce something off the bench, and the way he revitalized last year's attack, maybe he can mm-hmm. provide something off the bench. But I just think I mean, real it, Real Madrid's going to win, it's but the, it's I the 14, feel like it's going to be a very yeah. entertaining match. Definitely with this. Liverpool. I see Liverpool maybe getting the first goal. Yeah, and everybody sort of being like, "Oh, what a little if? bit panics it." Yeah, yeah then Real Madrid will score two or three, and then ESPN FC tweets like Madrid does yeah. it again. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, it's I, I, I think it's too little, too late. If if, if they do somehow come back, that be one of the greatest Champions League comebacks of all time. Well, if Liverpool we have, can come well, back well, against well, Real Madrid. We do kind of have two already famous comebacks. One of them was against the Spanish team. That was at home. That's what that. No, I was talking to Gino yeah, about that. That's would be different. That is at home. This is at the Bernabeu. At the Bernabeu down yeah. three. And if you remember, every single tie, every single leg yes. last year, the second leg was at the Bernabeu. We all know what happened. PSG yes. collapsed. Chelsea had the comeback, then collapsed. Then collapsed. Yes. City collapsed. So the second leg at the Bernabeu, like. All it takes is a little raise of the eyebrow from. Yeah. From that, that's, that's what I'm saying. So Liverpool is going to score seven goals. And then Carlo Ancelotti is going to raise his eyebrow, and next thing you know, Real Madrid, you know, goes to the freaking quarterfinals. If Liverpool somehow advance, actually, no, 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 no I'm not going to say that. No, it, it's because um, I think it would change I, the entire I, outlook I, of your season. It would the it seven would. nil, and then this right after. Well, yeah, I mean, so first we have to face Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Oh, hey, look, okay, I thought the same way when we, when Liverpool faced Nottingham Forest and they lost mm-hmm. to a team that is. I actually don't know where they are in the league. Well, Nottingham is. I think Liverpool is going to give a good fight against Madrid, but obviously the aggregate crushed yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, the, the issue was if it was like confidence. four-two, I'd have not even if but it was like two. if it was like you know three-one, three, maybe. One. Yeah, maybe, but you know it is five-two. Five to two, yeah. Five to two, and what does five plus two equal? It equals uh, seven. How many jokes am I at? Seven, I think. I think that's last. One. I think I'm at six. No, you're. No, there was a lot because you had seven minutes in, and then it's you know it's uh, it's like eight. Oh, well, at me. least we know there's no way Joe Gomez starts. Absolutely, Madrid, so. no. he's injured, I believe. So, so even if he was like that, just that was probably one of the worst individual performances I've ever seen against Real Madrid from Joe you, Gomez. Would, would, would you say not like, just single him out? Van Dyke was bad too, but Joe it Gomez was, pain. was it was pain. There were was he was he just bad or just he just had a bad day in the office? Just like. It wasn't like even just like he was like misplaying passes and things like that. It was just he was, he was in the wrong too. position so often, mm-hmm. and he was just getting just. I mean, it's Kareem Benzema, but Benzema was yeah. I mean, toying f- with it. It has to be Van Dyke and Kanade. It has to be Van Dyke. It has to be Kanade. Like he is a very good center back. Terrible performance, Joe Gomez. I mean, yeah. he was he, it was unlucky. I mean, to flex it off his his leg. I mean, what can you do about it? But yeah, Real Madrid wins. But yeah, but um, before we end it, uh, this actually just came in, as we all know, Gino. It's his birthday today, but that's not why we're talking about this. It's because United, they have just released their lineup against Betis. Uh, Gino, I'm going to let you take a look at it. Do you have it up? No, right. I don't have it up because FUMAB won't update, but... It's on the official app. Let me look so. at this uh, lineup. So De Gea will be starting, obviously. Delo, Varane, Licha, Luke Shaw, Casemiro, Fred, Anthony, Whitehorse, Bruno Fernandes, and Rashford. Is that, a, is that the same? Is, is that the same? I was going to say. Yeah, that's that's what, sounds, I was, I was that's selling him. That's very interesting. I was selling him. I was like, that's insane. They're using the same 11 against Liverpool. That is a very interesting tactic. So, and... Uh, I, He's basically saying to all those guys, prove it. Like, yeah. prove it that you're not... That that's not something that's going to happen again. There was, uh, there was some news where Eric Ten Hag 
during the and in the dressing room after the game, he let the door open and he said, "I heard, yeah, he said, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." Listen to to Liverpool players and fans. Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Champions League. Uh, what Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit, yeah, no, but uh, I mean, yeah, that th- that game, as we said, yeah. you know, it it really uh, you know, it 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 should be a skeleton in their closet that that they should be able to skeletons. Um, yeah, they should yeah. be able to get rid of. But yeah, I think. I think that's all the time we have for this episode. But, yeah, it's going to be a very, very good couple of weeks. Obviously, Champions League is up again next week. But, yeah, that's all the time that we have for ep- for this episode. Um, big thanks for Gino and Nick for dealing with me for the past 40 minutes. Shout out to Maddie, our producer in the back. Thank you, as always. And, yeah, I'm Michael Hernandez, and thanks for watching, guys. See you.